Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 432, from May 26th, 1997. A Monday night show with no guest. This is a great love between the two hosts show, a prime example of the comedy found in the 1997 era of Classic Love Line. Past the initial hiccups of 1995 and 1996, Adam and Drew have definitely found their groove. In this episode, Drew thinks it's the first time he's heard Adam's middle name of Lakers. However, I think it's come up before, and I think he's well aware. It might just be another one of those examples of Drew forgetting something Adam said, much like he does today, on their current podcast, The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. There are some bizarre sexual assault calls in this one, and a little bit of talk of the Loveline MTV show. Adam Carolla has an epic mix-up on a measurement of time. He realizes the caller's been on hold for 122 minutes, and his follow-up comments are hilarious. Overall, Adam and Drew are in very good spirits for this episode, and it would be a prime example of something to recommend to a first-time listener. It showcases all the chemistry and magic that happens on the show without the distraction of a guest or any arguing or hostility. There's a tragic call from a marijuana addict with a dark twist and a bogus call or two. Overall, you don't want to miss this one. And as per usual, it was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. I got emails saying uh, I'm losing it because I'm not saying yes or here's the deal anymore. Believe me, you are. You know, when I said, who's the deal, every third uh, every third sentence, everyone said, quit saying, uh, here's the deal. Or I should say, here's the deal. Anyway, uh, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. Natalia Segluti from uh, Pacific Palisades, uh, the TV show. Right. Is uh, not coming in tonight. Good. Yeah. Did you call your friend Brittany? <laughs> yeah, where's that damn Brittany pal? She should be bringing me some uh, baked confection uh, about now. It's been like a week and a half since Brittany uh, from the same show has brought me uh, a pie or any pastries. Anyway, I'm Adam Kroll. This is uh, Dr. Drew over here. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and he's not feeling well tonight. No, I'm not. Uh, the sickest doctor in the world. Kevorkian. No, 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 no. Uh, It does not get sick as much as you do. Three little kids. Says it all. Yeah. Your kids go to school, they're viral cultures. They bring it home, it just it just wipes out the family every three weeks. When are we going to do something? Uh, when are we going to invent something to take care of this problem? Viruses? Yeah, I mean... L- it's very complicated. All right, let's just say this, Drew. All right. What if, uh, let's say, the modern home, uh, 20 years from now, at the front door, there would be a chamber. At that chamber uh, would be, you know, sealed uh, to the outside world, and uh, the kids would be um, de-something, sprayed down with something, like the astronauts were when they got back uh, in the early Apollo missions. Adam, everybody's got so much excess cash around to put those chambers in front of their house. I'm sure that'll be a thing. I'll tell you, if uh, if I was president, there'd be a chicken in every pot, uh, two cars in every garage, and a uh, decontamination decontamination chamber chamber on every doorstep. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Let yeah. me read some quick. Hey, by the uh, way, yeah, I do. I I'm actually genuinely concerned about viral illnesses. I think that is going to be uh, something in the future. Well, maybe you ought to talk to your doctor buddies who uh, keep uh, handing out the antibiotics and are letting the. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. It's not to do with virus. That's resistive bacteria. That's a whole other issue. This uh, is virus. Listen, you can't see it, and it makes you sick. It's all the same thing. All right, uh, and I am a doctor. Let me read some quick uh, email here. Adam used to be funny, but now you come off as a bitter old man who yells at today's youth. Well, of course I'm yelling at today's youth. 
uh, because if I yelled at the youth from the 40s, uh, they'd be in their uh, 70s now, wouldn't they, Drew? Their 90s. <laughs> well, wait a minute, the youth of the 40s? Yeah, okay. So, no, no, they, all right, whatever. Uh, please, Drew. <laughs> Don't steal my thunder. Uh, there's no other youth to yell at but today's youth, if you really think about it. So uh, let's just scratch that one off the list. Anyway, uh, uh, I yell at them about things uh, I most likely would have done uh, if it was uh, remotely... Oh, okay, wait, let me go back and read this. Uh, youth about things uh, he, meaning me would have most likely uh, done if he was remotely tolerable and didn't throw crap. Oh. That's busy. I was so busy flinging uh, feces in my youth that yes. I didn't have time to go out there and knock up women, get tattoos and whatnot. Right. Now, let me tell you something. Throwing feces is a full-time job, Drew. There's uh, no time in the uh, feces uh, flinging schedule to go out and get involved with uh, snowboarding, skateboarding, uh, tattooing, and uh, drugs and the like. I think that VC uh, behavior was just a defense for you. Full-time job. way of preoccupying you from the reality that you couldn't achieve. Now listen. Fill yourself with your peers the I, way you I was to. attacked uh, by feces in high school uh, on, on an occasion. How that makes me uh, preoccupied with it, I'll never know. I agree with Drew, uh, the educated one in parentheses. He gives the advice, and the show is nothing without him. He carries the show, you oh, moron. Thank you. I want to send a thank you letter to that person. Yeah, it's from uh, Joshua. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I believe you have a fear of relationships. Every time a woman shows interest in you, this is good, you mention your obsessive uh, masturbating or talcum uh, powder and interest in adult movies. Hmm. Wise beyond his years, this uh, Joshua. Maybe you should mas uh, maybe you masturbate to escape uh, rejection or reality. Read this on the air if you have the courage to address these accusations and faults. Well, I'm um, guilty. All right, except for the uh, part about yelling at today's youth, because, uh, as I said, that's the only youth uh, you can yell at. Here's another one from uh, Christina. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of people who are vehemently defending the uh, junior high. All right, sorry. Junior <laughs> Freudian slip. The junior college uh, I you, I was educational getting, I was system. faxes at my office about this, and I have never once participated with you on these tirades you take out on the uh, junior college. Yes. I don't. Yes, but you turned a, a deaf ear and a blind eye to my tirades. You sit here and let me go on I do about go junior college. Because I figure it's, it's some aspect of that culture that you have experienced that you speak from. I, guess, yeah, I, I was right. in junior college. I know what goes on in junior college. Nothing goes on in junior college. Right. As I said last week, there are people that go there because of lack of economic opportunity or no. some reason. And those are the people that usually go on and on and on in professional training and graduate-level training because they're so appreciative of their education. You go there to score drugs and play hacky sack and dog women. Uh, and, and here's another one. Uh, my final question is, uh, why do you loathe Mountain Dew drinkers? Uh, what exactly makes you think that people who drink uh, Mountain Dew are losers? And what are, those, uh, what are those thoughts in your head? I don't personally drink it. Oh, sure you don't. But I, uh, because I don't like the taste. Uh, but they don't like the blanket uh, statement. Christina uh, doesn't enjoy the blanket statement that I make about Mountain Dew uh, drinkers. Listen, find me a smart person that drinks Mountain Dew, and I will change. I will change my policy on Mountain Dew as soon as I find an intelligent person that drinks Mountain Dew or Sunny Delight. Uh, I will then uh, will have to take that person and have a full uh, psychological evaluation uh, before I um, admit I was wrong. 
But so far, uh, no one has brought forth an intelligent Mountain Dew or Sunny Delight drinker. So until uh, you can find one, I uh, will not. Uh, uh, I will not relent. Uh, what is this? Facts to you. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, a word on the uh, legalities of sex in the state of Maryland. Oh, this is a little FYI thing. It is illegal uh, for any form of sex in Maryland other than missionary style, man on top, sodomy, fellatio, cunnilingus, doggy style, woman on top, etc. are all uh, illegal. Also, until recently, husbands were uh, legally allowed to have sex with their wives without the wife's consent as long as it was uh, man on top, missionary style. Probably has a lot to do with uh, Maryland being founded by Catholics. Uh, that's not my opinion. That's what it, that's what uh, Harrison says. Well, thank you for that little piece of uh, email. All right, Drew, ready to get started with the show? Uh, let's go. Tyra Banks tomorrow night, y'all. Was oh, that tomorrow no, night? Stephen no, Baldwin Stephen Baldwin. All right. Let's still do him. Jamie, 15. Hello. Hey. Okay. Uh, well, I'm the first person. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I'm 15. <laughs> And I hope my family isn't listening right now. They, like, busted in my room. But I want to say that I love you guys, and you're awesome. Thank you. Especially you, Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm already scared for Jamie. Go ahead. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. I'm 15, and I think about sex, like, all the time. And I don't know. I just, I know, like, almost, well, practically everything about it, about birth control and, like, STDs and stuff. Have you had sex? No. In what capacity are you having these these fantasies? What? In, in other words, is this, you have fantasies about strangers or about a, a really involved relationship? So what, what is it you're fantasizing about? I don't know. I just... Or just the physical act in and of itself? Just that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, uh, after you have sex, your compulsion will wear off. Okay. <laughs> I think it's uh, I, I think it's the fact that you haven't had it. Yeah. That preoccupies you with it. S some women are preoccupied just with the act. I mean, I, I always make the point about women being so emotionally involved in it, but there there is such a thing as you know, someone being less receptive with it and more sort of externally occupied, preoccupied. I suspect though that if Jamie were actually to go out and have sex with a guy she didn't know, and it was not a committed or at least a, a intimate uh, encounter, she'd be very upset about it. Yeah, but I wouldn't just go and do it with anybody. You would Okay. Well, when do you want to lose your virginity, Jamie? I don't know. Like, I want to find somebody that I like and stuff. All right. So, and, like, completely so, so work on that. Work on getting a relationship. Have you ever had a relationship? Um, yeah. Not, what? like, long and... What happened with that? Well, he just, like, started getting, like, clingy. Ah. That's that's good that you didn't like that. That's healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy of him to have been so clingy. Okay. You know what, Jamie? This kind of stuff will take care of itself. You know, you, you sounds like you have good judgment. It sounds like you're not going to run out. Are you getting feedback in your headphones? No. I am. You are. Um, uh, that if you, uh, you know, follow your instincts, take your time, that it's perfectly normal if you have these preoccupations. Just don't be too hasty. And understand that uh, it shouldn't be just anybody. It should be somebody at least you want to have a committed relationship with. And thereby, you won't feel so disappointed and empty if it's something that uh, mm, doesn't work out the way you want it to. I'll tell you, there there really should be a group called um, 
virginity finders or, or, or something. This is where groups of women get together and talk to young virgins. Right, right, and right, right, right. explain to them uh, that uh, you are going to uh, get drunk at a, uh, at a frat party, uh, lose your virginity at 16 to a uh, guy who's uh, technically a senior in high school, but it's only because he spent eight years in Europe in the military and then came back. Uh, he's 29 years old. Now, and uh, he basically uh, drooled on you uh, while um, Black Sabbath blared in the background, and it was the most miserable experience of your life, and you'd love to have it back, and you'll never get it back. Almost every woman I've spoken to regrets when they give up their virginity, as long as, as, long as it was under the age of 20. Almost everyone will say, you know, I wish I had 20. You, really, don't wanna, I, you don't want to move that down to 18? Uh, uh, certainly 18, but I... I, I, I uh, I, they surprised. all regret it. I, but I don't, why is that? Do they just feel compelled to say that they regret it? Dan, help us out here. Are you there? Are you in there somewhere? Wait, we can't, I can't hear you. Oh, okay. All right. She's talking to somebody on the oh. phone. I don't know who it is. But right. uh, the, the, the point is this. I, I, I swear to God. Like, remember, remember there was a show called Scared Straight. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, late 70s, right. early it 80s. Program. It was a program, wasn't it? I mean, it was a, it was a way of... Taking people, young people out and showing them what can happen. It was a program that they ran on, like, PBS, and they showed it in all the high schools and whatnot. And here's what Scared Straight was, for those of you who are too young to remember. They take troubled youths, uh, males. Drug addicts, mostly. Yeah, I mean, inner city uh, guys that are getting into trouble. Right. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they're 15, and they've been popped a couple of times. They already got, have a little rap sheet going. And they take them into prison, and they put them in with the hardcore guys. And the guys talk about, uh, you know, give me your shoes, and they collect all the shoes, and they, 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 you know, wipe themselves with the shoes, and then one guy, like, pops his eyeball out in front of the kids, and they say, like, if you were in here, you'd be my bitch right now, and blah, blah, blah. And the idea is to scare the crap out of these uh, kids that are getting into trouble so that they can be scared straight. I think they should start this program for uh, teenage women. Bunch of women like Anne and uh, your wife and uh, many other my mom, uh, many other women get together and just talk about how horrible sex is and how they regret uh, losing their virginity and how they can never have it back. Just try and imagine what they would call that. <laughs> scared, uh, scared, not so straight. Scared lesbian. All right, now listen, to her. I, I I don't have a zinger for every every time. Sorry, every time you set it's me up yeah and and love sex but and did, did you regret when you lost your virginity absolutely not hell yeah yeah but you want you paint 18. such a rosy picture of your sexual past no, it makes I me was sick with a serious boyfriend i was 18 okay. i knew it was right. the right thing right. And he was right. the right person yep. it was wonderful yep. all right that's that and never too busy to come in and crap on a point Producer, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, uh, do, it's do, a is valid it, point. Is it not the case though that a lot of your friends uh, regret what what they did and when they did it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because common. a lot of women don't uh, are afraid to say no, and they do it at the wrong time. Or they really have an uh, over idealized fantasy about who the guy is they're with and what their relationships can be like. Correct. Correct. So. All right. All right. Uh, so, Anne, you would not be part of that group, but uh, we'll have to get maybe Lisa and Sherry, women that are a little bitterer about losing their virginity, to come in and really uh, scare them straight, as it were. All right. Uh, Angie, 17. Um, no, I know you love sex, but I just... All right. I do. No, not Angie. Uh-huh. What, what are you into? Sex. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. What do you think I got the deprivation for? But, um... Awesome. I'm, I'm going for my wallet, oh, yeah, Angie. Likewise. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> I really was... <laughs> yes. I All right, we're going for the wallet. Actually, before I called, I just said, 
I don't feel like he's going to do this. But, um, All right, hold on a second. Let me... Uh, I drew my last buck. Now, come on. Damn mercy on me this time. All right, you want to gamble now, or... Well, first answer my question after I... After it, okay? All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, on 3rd February, I got the deprivation shot, right? And I'm supposed to be on my period when I do that or whatever, you know? And it quit in, like, three days' worth, and I had, like, a, a clear month, right? Nothing, no periods in the way or anything, right? And then my period happened, and it never quit. It was like a real, real small, like, light brown discharge. This is the second period after the shot was administered. Mm-hmm. And I've real common. Real common. Especially the first three months on the Depo-Provera. It's not uncommon for women to bleed the whole time. Actually, I, I know. I heard about that from my friends. But the thing is that to, um, the third of this month, it was supposed to quit. And I'm still having No, Angie, the whole time. Three months of bleeding. Oh, really? That can happen. In fact, the I... The whole entire three months, like... The whole entire, three, like, every single day. So, like, the third of this next month, it should quit. No. It may go on another three months. It, it's very hard to predict for whom it's going to stop and when. But but bleeding, irregular bleeding, is the most common side effect or complaint of women who get that, that shot. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It doesn't mean that... Uh, I mean, it, make sure you take iron and make sure you're followed yeah, carefully by... Yeah, every day. And make sure you're... I'm not sure if Centrum <laughs> has iron, uh, but... It has it in there, I think. Uh, <laughs> and you want to make sure you're followed by a doctor carefully to make sure there's not something else going on causing this. You ought to have your thyroid checked. There are other things to check out to make sure that this isn't isn't sort of precipitating something else, but it's a common complaint. Angie, mm-hmm. why did you go on the Depra-Provera? Well, because um, on the first of this year, I um, lost my virginity. Uh-huh. And I did not regret it. I've, I've known him ever since I was in sixth grade. All right, it was your uncle. No. No. Okay. Um, you know, it was somebody I really cared about, so it wasn't like, you know, here I am. Take me now, you know, kind of thing. Hmm. I'm going to lose it right now, you know. It wasn't like that or anything. Right. But, um, Are you still with the guy? No. No. He didn't call me. He stopped calling like he always did before that. You, 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 you knew the guy since you were in the sixth grade. Yeah, he, every once in a while, he... You lost he, your virginity um, to him, and then he stopped calling you. The thing is that he um, has a touch of manic depression. Mm-hmm. And, um... Well, you got the manic part. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Okay. But I do have a sister that's weird. But aren't you going to bet about that? <laughs> I bet if she was on the line, she'd be saying the same thing. I just, complexity, that's Angie. <laughs> really? What, what is, what, uh, her story must be long and varied. Uh, no. you, all right. Long uh, and uh, Angie, we're going to gamble on you. Oh, okay. All right? I, I don't know what the hell. You go ahead. All right. Uh, well, you know, we can do a sort of potluck gambling, too. It doesn't always have to be uh, about some form of abuse. Right, right. We could gamble as to uh, how many bedrooms are in Angie's house. Hair uh, color, hair color, uh, size. Uh, there's many things we could um, we could gamble on. Uh, uh, first thing I'd like to gamble on is I've probably dated her older sister at one point or another because uh, it's just uh, I, it's, uh, my spidey sense is tingling. Just <laughs> uh, the valley. Let's see. Uh, let's see, mom and dad uh, together. Uh, what do you think, Drew? I'm going to go, I'm going to just wing it. Uh, real involved, uh, very, very tightly knit family to begin with that fell apart all of a sudden. Uh, probably a lot of resources that were lost. I just lost, lost, lost is what I pick up from here. A lot of loss. Yeah, just loss and chaos. You know, like like things were great and they're not so good and they're okay again and then somebody becomes a, a problem. Like the stepdad becomes an abuser and then not so good again. Some, something along those lines. Parents still together? No, no. Well, which that? I mean, it's probably second or third to go around for mom and dad. Uh, 
Oh, really? I'm just I'm going with parents uh, still together. Dad is completely tuned out and just uh, right. sits like a um, uh, a uh, stuffed uh, trout head in, in the uh, in the uh, den and watches TV. Angie, you're both so right. We, my both? dad died when I was three. Oh. Um, my mom has boyfriends, but none of them serious. But and some of those were kind of abusers and things. No, right? for her maybe. Yeah, and the my and the original the original. But well, let me get this right. The original. My verbally abusive, huh? The original family unit with your dad was is super idealized. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Before your dad died. Mm -hmm. and, and who knows what right. and who knows what it really was, but it was, it's idealized now. And then well, actually, gone. I think Drew mainly got it though. He got it first. He got everything first, pretty Thank much. You. So, but um, my sister is very verbally abusive. Um, no. On um, Christmas, she. Um, Choked me. <laughs> she literally did. She went right behind me and did a little chokehold on me. Mm -hmm. um, well, what do you consider physically abusive, Angie? Well, that well that was before she before that she was very verbally abusive, and I took the phone away from one day, and she just got completely abusive that way. Then. Uh, how old so, is she? She's fifteen. All right. There, there seems to be um, a lot of chaos oh, yeah. in your life. See mm -hmm. if see if you can uh, get a little distance from that chaos, Angie. Oh, don't worry. I. I got a car now. <laughs> no, that's, uh -uh. that that does not uh, decrease chaos. Try yeah. try to a stable relationship with somebody who is not chaotic. You're we're going to probably be attracted to all that chaos and try to stay away from it. Okay. All right. All right. All right, all right Angie. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, I, I really couldn't put my finger on what what was uh, coming off Angie, but it was a lot. Yeah. She drinks until she barely has her senses about her, and then she can relax enough to have sex with me. Listeners are winning huge cash prizes every week at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy football means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Got an injured player? Not a problem at DraftKings, where it's like a new season every single week, so you're never stuck with the same players. Pick your team in minutes, and you can be on your way to winning instant cash. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into four grand. That's right, $4,000. Another won 100 grand his first time ever playing. And another player won a million bucks just in one day. Just playing fantasy football, people. Hurry and get free entry into the $100,000 fantasy football contest this weekend, where first place takes home 10 grand. Head over to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code PODCAST to play for free. DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter PODCAST for free entry now at DraftKings.com. 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 Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitzdog Radio right here on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, people like Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, everybody. Track my rage against middle age. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. This is Loveline. The world famous K Rock. It is Loveline. I'm Adam Carroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew, the board certified one. The phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. And that is the sneaker pimps we're hearing in the background. I wonder if uh, anyone ever found out what happened to Liam. Uh, producer Ann is not at her post. Uh, Engineer Mike, you hear anything? Hi, this is Kelly from the Sneaker Pimps, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carella and Dr. Drew. Yes, that was uh, the lovely Kelly. Corella. 
No, she didn't. He didn't do the Corella. She screwed it up a little bit, but uh, not a whole bunch. Not uh, not as much as uh, who? Clive Barker. Mm. Oh, true. You you got a. You're a doctor. You know the other problem with you. Mm. Your head's full. It's true, like a big mesa. You have to put any more information you have to put on top of that mesa, and stuff falls off the other side. <laughs> it's never so full that you don't have an inane reference that no one understands. I was gonna say like a beer stein <laughs> with a big uh, foamy head on it, and and there's that's it. You can dump as much as you want in, uh, but that's it. It's pouring over the side and down the counter. There's no more room in there. It's all filled with, uh, you know, uh, carbuncles and um, and uh, uh, all the human parts and the cysts and uh, pearly penile papules. There's just no more room for any information in Drew's head. That must be nice. <laughs> I mean, it must be nice to be topped off that early. I mean, by by the time you were like 27, it was full. Whereas when, when I was 27... Uh, there was a uh, there was a uh, uh, a lizard uh, chasing around a cricket. <laughs> that, I mean, if you could have a, an actual visual, a what balloon, was going a in a balloon of what was inside my head? Uh, it was a gecko lizard uh, shooting its tongue out at a at a very elusive cricket that was uh, zinging, you know, sort of ricocheting around in there, or or a hamster on one of those habit trail exercise wheels. All right, Drew. Uh, what are we doing here? Oh, you want to speak to... Uh, uh, <laughs> what? I, I, I'm, uh, Laura. You know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's just do it. Say, hey, Laura. Laura, forget about the old tower thing, please. Hello? <laughs> Laura? <laughs> yeah. You goofball. Oh, what fun is it now? Oh, uh, listen, this I is... I to say that I was dating this couple who I missed badly. This and is... Then, huh? Uh, oh, I'm just setting up you are. This is the uh, wonderfully talented Laura Keitlinger from uh, Saturday Night Live, HBO specials, and uh, the Loveline TV show. How are you? Good, Laura. How are you? I'm fine. Now I don't I don't have a problem now, except that I miss you guys. I'm say, that's our problem, too. Uh, can see you, anymore, you never said anything about missing yes, Laura. I, I miss I miss everybody we worked with over there. I really do. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. They listen? Hello? I don't know who Laura is. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Laura, we miss you, too. Well, anyways, but here's the thing. I'm going to Dublin tomorrow. Yes. And I want to know if you guys could watch my cats. I love the kitties. And, and it, it'd be like a part of you that you left behind that I could touch in inappropriate ways and could never talk. Okay, never mind. <laughs> now, what are you going to Dublin for? I know what you're going to Dublin for. The big uh, Kilkenny Comedy Festival. Right. Which I'm a little nervous about because it's, you know, 40 minutes on stage. And what if they don't like me? Yeah, but everyone over there is loaded anyway. I know, but, the, you know, but I mean, if I did like 40 minutes here, I can always drive home. Right. You know, there, if I eat it, you know, maybe they'll beat me up afterwards. What are you doing there? What is it, your stand-up thing? Or? Yeah. 40 minutes. Oh, could you imagine? Oh. Think about that. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the only other the only other time period in a career that's longer is maybe a boxer's, <laughs> and even then you get a minute to sort of regroup. Exactly. Oh, I could remember doing ten minutes of stand up and uh, having it feel as if I was uh, continuously uh, uh, getting getting my teeth cleaned or something. 
Yeah, well, I've had like sets that have been so bad that I've had I think what I think is an outer body experience, <laughs> where I can actually see myself at the bar drinking a scotch and going, "Why does this suck so much? Adam's Why am I doing Adam's this?" Adam's actually described me experiences where time slowed down and you can hear his heart beating. Oh yeah. Yes, and uh, the comic I killed uh, is heart-pounding as well. Uh, through the floorboards, and saying, uh, never laugh, uh, Lenore. And, and by the way, for the sake of our producers, why don't we clarify the reason we aren't seeing Laura is that we're on hiatus right now. Yes, we is. And uh, I hope we're back soon so that we can uh, reunite. So uh, do you want to plug the gig and uh, any people that yeah, happen to be in... To see me and Kill Kenny. It's about an hour and a half from Dublin. Right. So come on out. Uh, just go to the airport and then uh, get your tickets. <laughs> Right, and it, it's uh, what? Uh, how many? How many hour flight is it? Nine hours. I, I've heard it's about fourteen. No. With well, I've got a, I've got a couple of stops. Her, her agent booked her a prop plane. Oh, I see. And uh, when are you going to be back, uh, young Laura? I'll be back June seventh. Well, come up here and see us, will you? Okay, I definitely will. All right. We All would right. uh, we would uh, love to have you on, and uh, you can uh, plug whatever uh, whatever upcoming stand up gig you have. If they didn't kill you. In Dublin. I know. Well, if there's cable in Kilkenny, you know I won't be back. <laughs> I just want to say I love you both. We love you. I, I had a great time, and <laughs> I just want to drag this down because I'm a, a thinker. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but listen, yeah. if you're drowning, don't grab onto me and suck me down with you. I still got a radio gig. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Good luck in Dublin, Laura. And, uh, Bye, Drew. Bye. See you next as soon time. as you come back, come see us. Okay. Take care. Uh, quite a comedic talent, uh, oh, yeah. the Laura Keitlinger. I really appreciate uh, her sensibilities. And uh, and nice and relatively and, sane for a, a female she comedian. She really has a real quality on the radio, too. I kind of like that. Right. If, uh, you should uh, ever get uh, sick or anything, uh, Adam. You yeah. get rid of that whole male-female problem we've got here. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I've said it many a time when people say, uh, what about the female voice? I, I say, Drew, no, uh, no clear female voice in the one that comes out of Drew's mouth. Please. And I don't mean that in any uh, disrespectful kind of way, Drew. I understand. Page 27. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Um, I want to thank you for taking my call. I'm in a, a sort of dilemma here, and I need some advice. Uh, to start out, a little bit history about myself. I am, at nine years old, I was raped by my best friend's dad. Mm. At gunpoint, and oh my gunpoint, nine-year-old. Yeah. God, what is going on out there? Yeah. Uh, why do you need a gun to rape a nine-year-old? By the way. I don't know. He just um, he told me to get. I went to go get my girlfriend, and he told me that they had went to the store, but in actuality, he had beat up his wife, and wow. her mom and them left the night before. I had no idea. Oh, so he's not a good guy. No, no. All right, now I see. So you know that, ha and it was. About six months later, a cousin of mine uh, came and visited my mom and I uh, for a three-month vacation. Uh, he and, abused uh, you, too. He sexually abused right. me. Right. I mean, once, once a victim, it's just amazing the way the people that, that are victimizers can sense out the victims. Uh, maybe they just hit everybody up and you don't really notice it, and most people just sort of brush them off. Or, or beat them up or whatever, and the victims... Are, are so paralyzed by that powerlessness that they can't uh, do anything to defend themselves. Well, what I mean is, is, uh, please, girls, uh, there's an uh, there's a rape call on the other line. The, the girls are having like a pajama party in the next room. Well, uh, they're they're sending weird messages here. I almost had a seizure. One of them. <laughs> here's what I want to say, Drew. Yeah. Here's here's a uh, here's an interesting thought 
Because you're always talking about victims uh, being sniffed out yeah. uh, by victimizers. Right. Again and again and again. Right. Maybe this happens all the time. Maybe, and, and you don't know it. Maybe the cousin that abused her, uh, that victimized her the second time, maybe he put his hand on the lap of uh, somebody else uh, right. the day before. Right. And that person got up and moved. Right. Or, 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 punch, know, or punch him in the face. Yeah, whatever. Right. That's right. Absolutely. That, that uh, they may be blanketing. It doesn't necessarily mean, but, they, but then they also know to pursue it. I mean, right. All right. They, they feel okay pursuing it. Okay. So, Paige. Yes. Did you bring any uh, criminal action against this guy? Yes, we did. We went to court. Um, he went to jail for 14 years. Good. And, uh, God, he must have been really drunk. Yeah, I don't, you know, I kind of, I remember it, but, you know, it's... Well, it's good that you reported him. Well, yeah, yeah, when I was leaving, he told me that he would give me 20 bucks if I didn't tell, but... You at least protected Really? <laughs> yeah. You was decent of him. I mean, uh, well, no, well, wait a minute. Now, most, I figured he would say, if you tell, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill your mom. Right, no. He's... Like, he thought $20 bill meant a lot to a nine-year-old at that time when, you know, so I... He, so he's one up. one molecule up the evolutionary chain uh, above his <laughs> cohort. <laughs> Just a molecule. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, so uh, so this is a horrible situation. Paige, what have you done for yourself? Well, I have seeked counseling. The the cousin I'm speaking of, um, like I said, he stayed with us that summer. Uh, I went to his house. My mom would send me against my will. I would cry to his oh. house for the following two summers. Oh. And he continued to do it. Oh, it's like Tommy. So I just, um, I have seeked counseling, and I didn't tell anybody um, about my cousin. Mm. I did tell people about what happened when I was nine. Yeah. I told, I had a therapist. It was about six years ago. I was seeing for about a year and a half, and I was finally able to tell her about my cousin. Yeah. Which made me feel better. You know, I'm... I don't dwell on it. I can, you know, talk about it. And what is, what's your question for us? My question is that, you know, a year, year and a half ago, I told my mom and I told my cousin's mother. Good. Okay, they both, you know, my mom was kind of blew away. It explained all those nights when he was at her house, I'd sneak out of bed and sleep with her, uh. you know. And, you know, it kind of dawned on her and she cried and she told me she was sorry. How, mom. how old is uh, your cousin? He was five years older than I was. So uh -huh. I was nine, ten, and eleven. Does he have kids now? 14, 15. Now, my problem is, is now that I've told his mom and my mom, they seem to brush it under the rug. No one's mentioned a thing. I hear that um, this person just moved to the state where my mom lives. I don't live there anymore. And, you know, she's bending over backwards to help him, inviting him over for dinner, buying him dishes, miscellaneous beds, stuff. And I just, you know, it's... What do you speak uh, up about that? It, it's... I'm, I try to, but every... With my mom... Um, when you try to talk to her, the truth hurts, and then you're then you're badgering her. Then you're being. You, you know what? That's the way it goes. Too damn bad. And I'm getting ready to go to this wedding next month, and he's going to be there. Don't and, go. You know, I want to walk right up to him and just you know give him a piece of my mind. But if you can do that without hurting yourself, is that something you really want to do? Uh, oh, don't do it at the wedding. Well, no, <laughs> the poor not. people who yeah, are uh, yeah, you but, know the caterers but, and everyone. I understand that, but <laughs> but if she really wants to talk to her abuser, I, I wouldn't. Are you in a therapeutic relationship with somebody right now? Are you, are you no, not in therapy? No, not right now. I would hate to see you. I mean, it, it could trigger all kinds of unpleasant, chaotic feelings that uh, you, it would, you would have difficulty containing uh, and not acting out upon unless this was something carefully uh, planned and prepared uh, for. If there's an open bar at the wedding, I smell trouble uh, about an hour and a half into it. I think you, when the best man makes a toast, I, I, I think I, that's when it happens. I'm not convinced that it would have anything dramatically important for you in terms of you making you feel better. 
Uh, it might. I, I just don't think, I'm not convinced of it. I think it is clear, import, clearly important for you to deal with your mom. Uh, I think it's excellent that you've talked to her. I think that's where a lot of your uh, problems are going to be directed anyway. You're going to be so resentful and angry at her for putting you in the position and not rescuing you from this this criminal, this horrible person. I would rather see you focus more on getting him pr- to protect him from other people, particularly kids, if he's going to get married, that sort of thing, and get your mom to to, to get in line. I mean, her behavior is totally out of line. Yeah, well, she's in denial, and uh, it's Bust understandable. It. But it. All right, yeah, I would not go to the wedding, and I would tell my mom in no uncertain terms that I'm Why? not going to the yeah, wedding because, uh, because of this um, uh, cousin ogre. All right, uh, and I was just thinking and, and to myself. By the way, don't, don't take this. Uh, that's so he, oh, he had so many problems back then. That's what he was before. No, no. No, no, no. Not unless he's had 10 years of intensive work, and then I, I, you'd want to talk to the therapist at that point. All right. Uh, Drew, you uh, seem to have a handle on this stuff. All right, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call and make it a happy one. All right. This is a Michelle. She's 17, and when she starts to like someone, she's frightened because she might get hurt. Fair enough. No, no, pick another one. Come on. Um, wasn't there Sarah. Sarah. Was there anal sex one that's, on there? Sorry, somewhere? Adam, that's off the oh, screen. For here, 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 sake. That's why we got to get to all the... Let's make anal sex a priority on this show, each for Christ's time, sake, people. Sarah, each time she messes around, her boyfriend passes out. All right. So she's still a virgin. That's good. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in... Yeah, what up, boss? Oh, I already told you we got to go... We got to get some more blinds galore, right? You know what's going to be super easy to order them for you? They got great customer service. I'm not worried at all. No, I know. You screwed up your measurement. Yeah, they we're going to have someone you. else measure your windows, not me. No, I know, not yeah, you. Good. No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> I'm measuring. I know how to handle the tape measure. Blinds galore, baby. Oh, they got a birthday sale. It's on now. Everything is 50% off. You can uh, check out Blinds Galore, and the sale's not going to last long. Huge saving. Savings end October 14th. Everything at Blinds Galore is 100% custom made exactly to your specs when you order, so it is perfect. Let's not stress out. Let's go to Blinds Galore, man. Good sponsors, great product, free samples, free shipping, and all that good stuff. Go to BlindsGalore.com. That's BlindsGalore.com. Let them know. Adrian Peter, no, oh. Adam Carolla sent you. Let them know Adam Carolla sent you. Uh- hey, ha, it is uh, Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Tomorrow night. What was that? Huh? I'm trying to be more animated on the show, Drew. Somebody get through to you? I was reading some email that says I don't say yes. But that wasn't being animated, though. I mean, that yes, which just... It was never very animated. It wasn't? It was all just kind of, yes. All right, I'm back. Ow! Oh, you mean my old yes? Yeah. So don't worry. That's, that's not a call to be more animated. Listen, I aim to please. Right. I get don't an email push. that says uh, I need to uh, work the yes and the uh, here's the deal back into the equation. Uh, I'm all over that in a big way. And, and by the way, uh, being away from you for three days mm-hmm. was bizarre. Yeah. And I hate to say it, I missed you for those three days. Really? I, because we we have been working together seven days a week for a decade. How long has it been? It's been eternity. It's way too long. Yeah. And we've had two days off here and there, but three days. Yeah. I called Drew's house today, uh, spoke to his wife. She said, uh, you want to talk to Drew? I said, no. <laughs> Were you <laughs> that sitting that there? That goes without saying. No. Oh, good. Uh, but she said, uh, tell Adam I will... Uh, come after him with a sharp object if he doesn't buy his hotel room and air from her. Uh, oh, I was talking about Vegas, but yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm not going to Vegas. I was right. trying to settle an argument. All right, uh, here's a little piece of uh, email. 
Hey, Adam, how come you never give the email address on the air? Yeah, we don't do that. Go ahead and give the email address. LUV191 at AOL.com. Here's the deal with the email. Um, I try to read as much of it as I can. I don't respond uh, to much of it because then I couldn't read that much of it. I'm, I'm such a, a, a piss-poor typist, and I read slowly. Uh, whenever we read email, uh, and anything longer than half a page, uh, Drew, uh, as soon as it comes up on the screen, uh, Drew goes, scroll up. And I go, oh, but wait a minute. I'm not, uh, I don't know who it's from yet. Says, scroll up. I realize that Drew's read the entire page on the screen before I've even finished the top line. And then what I do is I go, hold on a second. Let me read it. And then I... Slow down even more. No, then I wait like a beat and a half until I think it's been long enough where a normal person would have read it. And then I scroll up because uh, I, I can't take you uh, and you, you and your degree bringing down my collar. But the point is, is I will read, especially now that I have a little more time, we'll read as much of it as I can possibly uh, fit into my skull. I will then uh, bring the good ones in, usually the ones calling me an a-hole, uh, into the studio with me. We'll have a good time with it. As far as uh, replying to it, it is difficult uh, because, again, I could not read as much of it if I Really, that that's time. the reason we don't give out the email address, because we do not have the time to reply to all the email. Let me just tell email. you, though, that we spend at least an hour a day on the computer. Replying. Really? With an email? Yes. In addition to responding to the letters? Yes. Oh, my God. How come you never bring in any email, though? We reply mostly. Lisa does all the replies. Oh, okay. Well, Lisa, bring in stuff, if, if, yeah, if stuff is interesting, Lisa, bring it in. We'll... Yeah. The a-hole stuff I want to read. She goes through about 100 emails a day <laughs> that you guys never even see. All right. Do you have to say that on the air, Ann? For Christ's well, sake. Well, you're making it sound like we don't reply. We can't. I said I can't reply. All right. But uh, others are. All right. But can't we give the, the illusion uh, that Drew and myself have some connection to the show in some uh, re remote way when we're not here? <laughs> I thought we were no. reading all the emails. Here's the bottom line. I thought we were reading them all. We have a whole bunch of underlings uh, doing all the work while uh, I get a pedicure I, and uh, Drew uh, uh, yells at right. the... Now, we come in here every night and read the damn emails. We, we do? do? Seems like it. What, what planet are you living on, Drew? When's the last time you came in here and read some email? Every time you're over there doing it, I read them over your shoulder. I do that once reading in a while. Reading, like, two emails does not make you reading the email. True. You've read three emails in the last three months. <laughs> on the air, but on, over the computer, it seems like I've read 500. Come on. Oh, you are so delusional. Huh? Uh, do you actually believe that, or are you just saying I that so you sound it. better on the air? No, I actually believe it. <laughs> Because uh, you're either a liar or an idiot. It's got to be one or the other. No, I, I, I go for liar, by I, the way. I may be exaggerating, but I, honestly, tell me we're not over there once or twice a week. Uh, once a week. Uh, I'm over there once or twice a week. You're and there. I, you're, I read over your shoulder. I do. I, 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 I don't. And then when I turn around to look for you, you then turn with me no, so I don't I can, see you? I can, well, you read the, like you've already described, you read a page, I can walk and, uh, you know, go take care of an errand, and uh, you're still on the same page. Okay, let's not bring my literacy into the equation, Drew, please. You don't have to attack. You know I went to the free-range hippie school where reading was a no-no. Uh, teachers figured uh, reading will be obsolete by the time the uh, lad gets into his teens. All right. Uh, Sarah, 19. Hello. Hey. Oh, God, I finally got through. Oh, so cool. Okay, anyway, I've got um, kind of a weird problem here. Um, my ex-boyfriend and I were kind of getting sort of serious, and um, I'm a virgin. I'm 19. And um, You wouldn't have to come out to the um, uh, Scared Straight seminar. No. <laughs> no, it, it's not that. It's, it's um, 
my exes couldn't keep up with me. <laughs> um, it was like, it, it takes me a little longer to get like charged up than they do. But uh, my last ex-boyfriend... You mean, um, you mean uh, to, to become amorous or... Uh, uh, to, to get ready to go, <laughs> kind of. Sexually? Right. Um, I just can't like see a guy walking down the street get turned on and like go... Um, have sex with him on the sidewalk? Right. That, that <laughs> you'll be, you'll have, have to actually go in behind a dumpster in the, into the alley nearby or something? Or in a porta potty or whatever. Uh, that w- would be normal. <laughs> but I, w- through all that, I, what you're saying is that you have to be... Uh, it, you, need, you need a lot of foreplay. That's, that's normal. Well, like, do you need foreplay or do you need to know the person well, for well, a certain amount of Both problems. <laughs> both. Sure, let her uh, answer the question. That my foreplay for them is for them is the total sexual experience. Because, um, like, I'm into, like, um, like bondage and stuff. Um, <laughs> How can you be a virgin and be into anything other I, than I, trying I to I don't know. Um, not be a virgin? Call me a nymphomaniac or something, but um, you I lose, was... You're going to lose another dollar? What? I'm, I'm, out, out, of, I'm <laughs> out of money, True. I got plastic. I got stuff that's worth a dollar on me. <laughs> I'll give you, like, a filling or something. Oh, you want to gamble, Drew? Oh, yeah. Oh. Sure, gamble. <laughs> really? I, I don't care because this is very strange for me because um, my ex, okay, I was I was playing with him and um, he ended up, before I was even getting ready to go to lose my virginity to him and the whole works, he ended up coming so hard he like shot over his head <laughs> and into the wall. So, <laughs> and then he just passed out and I couldn't wake him up for like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. So he was laying on my bed in the bonds, um, passed out. So I don't know. Is this? Is I mean, he went to sleep and you had trouble rousing. No, I mean, it's like became unconscious. Naked or or something. Uh, he, he, you still know him? Yeah, and whenever I was he medically evaluated after that? <laughs> uh, it's not funny. Um, I, I mean, I'm serious about this. He, well, he's kind of funny. He, he should <laughs> In reality, she should have called the paramedics. I, I that might have had some humor attached to it, but it, but it. It is, it is a pretty serious business we're talking about here. Well, does does that mean that uh, sexually I'm like Hercules or something? You you weren't doing any asphyxiation type stuff or anything like that. Uh, no, I was I was basically down on him and like looking him up and down, and I was going to. Uh, hold on, on a second. And he came and that was. All right, all right, all right, and right, passed right. out. <laughs> True doesn't like to hear the c word uh, this early in the evening. Hold on a second, Sarah. Okay. All right, I got a Music Plus uh, video rental card. I'm, I'm ready, uh, willing to plop down here. Yeah, it's got to be worth a dollar. I, I swear, wait, I think wait, they wait. charged me three bucks just to get the card. All right, wait a minute. You just happened to flip through your wallet and your driver's license fell out there. What is your middle name, and where did that come from? Um, why don't you read what my middle name is? Uh, Lakers? Yes. Ow! <laughs> How? Explain. Uh, I was uh, renewing my license uh, in the uh, late 80s when the uh, Lakers were uh, making a run uh, toward the NBA championship. I hope and this is just, you're just making this up as you go along. No, I just, uh, there was the blank, I don't have a middle name. Uh, there was the blank space, though, just um, burning a hole in me, uh, just staring at me right there in the application. So I was thinking about the Lakers, so I just uh, put that in there. And that's not your legal name? Well, I could be. Yeah, I guess so. Well, there it is. Who's going to question it? Let me tell you, if you got a driver's license uh, with anything on it, uh, people go for it.
Uh, you could write on if you could get on your driver's license. Uh, I'm six two. If I could get on there, um, eight two, people would look at you and go, "I can't believe you're eight feet tall." And I'd say, uh, "No, I'm eight two. And they'd go, "Man," because I'm six four and I'm taller than you. Now, look, you see the license? It's eight feet. Amazing. Same with every woman. We we take about twenty pounds off. Yeah, women. Five, uh, by the way. Yeah, women. Uh, women. Uh, women. It's like a funhouse mirror. They stretch out about two inches and they uh, they 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 uh, lighten up about twenty pounds. Beautiful. I'd love to work at the DMV and have a scale. Um, <clears throat> what's your weight, sweetheart? Um, one oh nine. Oh, it is. <clears throat> Would you come back here for a second? We got a scale. Uh, we just had it calibrated. Said, hey, hey, Sam. Today, hey, Sam. Uh, we have to have someone monitor this. And, of course, uh, this is perjury if it's uh, wrong. We will give you nine ounces uh, one way or the other. So, please. Oh, I could see uh, women. They would be spitting, uh, taking their shoes off, uh, trying to pull fillings out. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That, this is a great candid camera oh, yeah, idea. that sounds fun. <laughs> what were we doing, Drew? Were we trying Benny, to gamble? Benny, you put something else out here. What is this? It's a Music Plus uh, video rental card. All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, that, that's we, your dollar? I don't have a dollar. I'm out of money now. we got to go to break. Uh, we'll come back, and we'll try to figure out uh, what's up with Sarah, the uh, virgin nymphomaniac. Hey, yeah, hey. It is the Love Line. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew here. Stephen Baldwin. Love the Baldwins uh, in tomorrow. Oh, God, I wish I was one of those Baldwins tomorrow night. And then uh, Tyra Banks uh, come Wednesday. Um, wasn't she was on the cover of the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit? Oh, yes. All right. All right. Very uh, ultra hot. Tyra Banks will be in here on Wednesday, and we will be back in ten seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. KROQ FM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. The world famous K Rock. The name of the show is Low Line. I'm Adam Corolla. And when we left off, we were speaking to Sarah. Sarah's 19. Sarah's a virgin and a nymphomaniac yeah, who's into s and And by the way, the story she told us, I, I really have to wonder whether that really would be considered a virgin. And think about that. Uh, she really went, that question. She licked her boyfriend to such a, a point that he ejaculated uh, over his head and onto the wall. In which case, uh, the uh, little help call comes out. <laughs> I've never had to do that. Uh, I'm lucky if I hit the uh, hit the ground if I'm standing. Uh, but um, he uh, he went and then passed out for uh, two hours while she tried to wake him up. And listen, uh, if anyone's out there who I have a sexual experience with, and I pass out, you can't wake him up. Like handcuffs or something? Oh, was he, uh, Sarah? Yes. Was this guy in handcuffs? Uh. Yes. <laughs> he was? Yeah. How did you know that, Drew? She said that. She did? I, I said that, yeah. Oh. I, I was so um, um, immersed in the whole distance ejaculation uh, part of the call that I missed the crucial handcuff. It, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So now, why is it that you're a virgin? Well, I've never had um, intercourse. But I've done, like, oral sex and, and stuff like that. All right. but uh, never... God has taken you off his virgin list, uh, by the way. God keeps a list. Well, he's probably taken me off a bunch of his lists, but... <laughs> what, what do you right. mean? Like the heaven list. 
Why? Why? Probably. Why? Well, because this is not the first time this has happened. Um, How old were you when you began all this stuff? Oh, God, 14? Yeah. 13? And hell was the person you were with when that all started? Um, I think he was like 16 or 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, why would a 17-year-old feel it appropriate to be able to do this kind of stuff to a 13-year-old? I, I don't know. What happened to you before 13? <laughs> True. Uh, she said 14, didn't she? Yeah, 13 is what... 14, the, let me translate. Let me translate. 13. All right. So uh, her partner being 16 uh, means 17. 17 right. And uh, her being 14 means 13. Would that be accurate, Sarah? Uh, just about. Yeah. Just about. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, what I'm building the case for is that Sarah was somehow an appropriate victim for this damn 17-year-old to act out on. And why, what, our big question is what happened to make you that way? And well, uh, um, basically, he came up to me... No, forget the 17-year-old. What happened before that? Let me ask you this. This is an interesting question. Did you have a long illness when you were a child? No. No. Okay. Were, were you ever physically abused? No. What happened? Why, why at 13, the 17-year-old the feel he could act out like this? I don't know. Um... My best friend says I was born with it. <laughs> with what? With the nymphomaniac thing. N- no. Well, if your best friend uh, says she was born with it, Drew, then by golly, <laughs> your best friend. Sheila, who uh, chews a lot of gum, teases her hair, and um, has uh, pictures of John Stamos up on her bedroom <laughs> ceiling. Uh, that one? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, All right. So, listen, uh, you're, you're, you're virgin. Do you want to lose your virginity? Yeah, I've been trying for uh, the past couple of years now, but it seems that any partner that I try with, he doesn't seem to be able to keep up with me. What I mean, kind of BS time, is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> keep up with you? I don't, I don't know. Um, basically, by the time I'm ready to go, he's... Uh, how how long does it take for you to be ready to go? Well, uh, between a half an hour and two hours, depending on what the situation is. And, like, and by the way, that, that, that is not nymphomania, then. But uh, it's really somebody that's preoccupied defensively with sex, but really, when it gets down to it, is, is n- not into it. Yeah, you, are, uh, you, uh, you listen. If you wanted to have sex with a guy, you'd have sex with him. Yeah, but I'm more into, like, the foreplay beforehand and then just diving into it. No, you you, uh, rob him of his uh, vital fluids, (laughs) knowing that that's also going to kill his resolve. (laughs) As soon as a guy fires uh, off a uh, warning shot over the bow and it hits uh, the wall behind him, you know that's about it. The the cannon will be idle uh, for a few battles to come. See, that's the thing. I mean, I don't try and do that stuff. I mean, I... All right. I, All right, Sarah. Listen, what do you want us to tell you? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to see if this if this is normal. No. No. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, look into it. The whole history, the whole story is not normal. There's something up. Well, if, if I don't look into it, does that mean that I could maybe end up maybe killing somebody? All right, Sarah, look into everything now. I want you to examine every aspect of your life. Are you living at home? Uh, no, I'm out on my own. Going to junior college or? No, I'm basically working full time and. Uh, where do you work? I work at a dairy. At, uh, what? No, where do you work? I work at an embroidery shop. Okay, look into that too. <laughs> I, I I don't know what you wanted us to say. Just look into everything. Uh, there's uh, something very bizarre about this. Okay. Uh, Mark, 24. 
Yeah, hey, Adam, hey, Drew. Hey, Mark. Yeah, I got a question for Dr. Drew. Are you loaded now? Oh, I just smoked first bong in the night. The first one does this to you. Yeah. How long have you been smoking pot? Oh, about 14 years 14 now. years and you can't pull it together after a bong load? Oh, man, I smoke one a day, man. That's, that's all I need right before I go to bed. Yeah, I know, but here's what I'm saying. Most guys I know who have been token for, you know, 10 years or more can uh, toke out and um, <clears throat> hey, they go ahead and juggle when they couldn't even juggle before. I mean, they can pull it together. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, reverse tolerance. I mean, have you ever heard of that, Dr. True? You're getting more intoxicated by it? Uh, I mean, yeah. And have it's called better weed. You yeah. sure? Yeah, you sure it's not the quality of the of the stuff oh, you're getting? Oh, definitely. Well, I I I you know there is a certain amount of damaging effect of this drug on the brain, and people have sort of less ability to withstand the intoxicating effects with time sometimes. But for the most part, people are less affected by the motor intoxicating effect, are less euphoric from the drug, and are more irritable, more depressed, more forgetful. Yeah, and like. Three years ago, I became a paraplegic, and I've noticed uh, a very, you know, I mean, it it feels like, um, I don't know, like half my body. Are you on baclofen? Baclofen. Um, well, that's what that's what's uh, adding to the. Antrium and but that uh, is what's add, that's what's is that this Larry is, Flint? That, huh? No. That is what's adding. No. That is what's adding to the uh, the intoxicating effects of this drug. All right. Well, wait a minute. How did you become a paraplegic? Gunshot. Oh, gunshot. Yeah. Who shot you? You or your friend? No, some homeless guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Asked him if he wanted to smoke a joint. Uh, turned around, got the joint out of my pocket, and uh, was shot. Really? In the back? No. Upper chest. Well, that paralyzed you from the uh, waist down. No, from the chest, chest down. down. Chest down. Uh, you were. Uh, did it get in your uh, through your chest and in your spine or something? Um, no. severed my spinal. Oh, oh. T three, T four. All right. And uh, any chance of any recovery? No, no, no. <laughs> Please, Drew. I'm trying to. I mean, trying to build the guy up a little. Income? No, no, no. Okay. Not enough from where he is. Yeah. No, I, I've gotten over the depression of the all right so you're you're not only on the pharmaceutical stuff but you're on the wheat oh yeah and what are you doing with your life mark huh what are you doing with your life going to college you are yeah all right you can go to junior college by the way okay thanks yeah yeah, that's fine you have my full endorsement Uh, if if you really want to get it together uh get some help with this this drug situation the valium and the if you're on pain meds and the pot all this is part of the addictive diathesis uh uh, you have a family history of alcoholism um yes yeah and i do agree with you when you say that i mean that's and mark that that's this this thing is going to bring you down no i mean it doesn't bring me down. It, it is going to. It may not at this point, but it is going to. I think it is. It, it's uh, starting to. But Mark, listen. Here, here. All right. Here's the deal. You know, I speak the truth. Right. <laughs> Thanks for that endorsement. Mark. <laughs> uh, you, you have a lot of hurdles to overcome in life. Here, I mean, uh, you're confined to a wheelchair. 
you've lost the use of your legs uh, forever, as far as we know. And uh, that's a tough way uh, to go through life. You have an uphill challenge to, to some regard. You're going to have to work a little harder uh, than someone who uh, was not uh, hobbled and uh, forcibly uh, con confined to a wheelchair. And you're making it that much harder with all the drug intake. You know what I mean? There, there, are, plenty of, uh, there are plenty of people and plenty of wheelchairs who do plenty good for themselves. They have great-looking girlfriends who uh, aren't confined to anything. I don't know how they pull that off, but they do. Uh, they, they make tons of money. They, uh, they're athletic. Uh, they drive cars. Uh, they do everything. So, uh, Mark, don't make things harder on yourself uh, than, uh, than the bum already did. All right, Mark? Yeah. All right. The tough thing about the, this kind of situation is these drugs tend to distance them, to, them from the reality and from the feelings, and they work for a while in terms of helping them manage the trauma. But ultimately, that progresses, and then that takes them down. That, that's what prevents them from getting on with their life and having meaning and All right. happiness. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Michelle, 17. Adam, um, I just think I just want to tell you that I think you're absolutely hysterical. I think you're so funny. Really? Yes. Why? Absolutely. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah, you're just funny. That last call. It's often, uh, it's 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 very difficult uh, the life of a comedian here on uh, Loveline because uh, you got uh, you got the uh, f the fish tank, uh, the aquarium that I have to look through here. That is uh, Lisa, uh, Sherry, Engineer Mike, and uh, producer Ann, who are basically uh, you really uh, you you might as well just stare into a koi pond if you want to get some response. Because uh, it, you don't get anything from these people. What do you want us to laugh hysterically at every one of your analogies no, that Anne. we listen to night after night after night? And uh, here's what Ann does. We're a tough crowd now. Here, let me tell you what Ann. Let me tell you what Ann's expression <laughs> okay, what is. Do? Way to sell the show, Ann. Ann's expression <laughs> is this. Uh, you know when you take a bite out of something at a restaurant, you think to yourself uh, one of two things. Either uh, this meat has gone bad or uh, this isn't what I ordered. <laughs> and then you look back down at the plate for a second. That is Ann's uh, usual look. That kind of, uh, uh, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I know it's not but good. you know what, Adam? When I do laugh. You feel all that much better. That's true. It's a huge payoff. It's a real reward. Yeah, it's like an alcoholic father who withholds his love, but once in a while uh, rises to the occasion you after a, a six-pack and says, "Come here, I love you." <laughs> and then there's Drew, who just uh, who, who just he, he doesn't care. Grouper in the tank. Grouper in the tank. Deep down inside, I'm laughing. But I just don't want you to get a big head. All right, you were just right. such a normal guy. I appreciate you, I appreciate you uh, keeping me so in check. Just, I know. You know <laughs> I'm spinning out, know, out of control. You know. All right, Michelle, uh, what's going on with you? Okay, um, it seems, okay, um, every time I like a guy and he starts to like me back, I get absolutely terrified and I get so afraid, like, I make myself sick. I can't eat anything. I, like, vomit. I, it, it's terrible. Do you ever, ha have you ever had a relationship? No. And, like, the first thing that goes through my mind is, oh, he's going to try and hurt me or he wants something from me. Hmm. Probably true. Reasonable instincts. How old is he? 18? All right. Good However. impulse. However. However, there are plenty of guys out there uh, that are perfectly willing to uh, treat you like the queen that you think you are and uh, can uh, carry on in a relationship without any problem and give you years or if not months of happiness. So what happened? Oh, you guys want to bet on it? You'd have a field day. I'm uh, yeah, this is too easy. Something happened. I don't know where your dad is yeah. and what he did to you, but he did something. 
was it my dad? Neighbor. My my mom never married my dad. She left him when I was two, and she married uh, one of his friends. But and he's my he was my stepdad. But then they got divorced when I was nine. But he was just the best dad ever. I'm closer to him than I was my dad. Mm. But when from the ages between three and ten, I was like manhandled by five different guys. <clears throat> and when I was like, who were these guys? Um, one of them was my friend's cousin. Um, Manhandle. What, what does that mean exactly? Like touching me where they should not touch me. Okay. And like one guy like shoved his foot up me. I was like laying down. It was at a daycare. And I was laying down. And but how did you react to these things? I, well, I was shocked. I mean, I didn't know what to do. I told, I told everybody. I, you know, I told my parents. I told daycare teachers. And either they wouldn't do anything or... Did you ever strike back in any way? Fight back? No. How old uh, was the um, perpetrator? Uh, I was going to say pedophile, but uh, podiophile. Uh, how old was the guy who put his foot in you? He was, let's see, I was about seven. He was about 10, 11. Mm hmm. Why is it that nobody believed you or nobody took any action? I don't know, because I guess they think, you know, oh, they're young, they're just, you know, I don't know. They just really didn't do nothing about it. Feet will be feet, Drew. I think that was uh, their approach to the whole thing. All right, so but here's the deal. Here's what I can't figure out, and, and Drew can't figure it out either. I know because I speak for Drew. If you had this great relationship with this stepfather, mm-hmm. yet... Stepdad it, left too, though. I know, but well, in left. all in these years, you, you know what I mean, Drew? Like It's like saying... I have a great relationship with my kids or my girlfriend's kids or whatever it is. Meanwhile, she's being, uh, you know, uh, passed around like a, a joint at a Doobie Brothers concert uh, mm. between all these guys, mm. uh, you know, uh, traumatizing her. Where is stepdad uh, during this? How I, come he doesn't know about it? Uh, what's I, I'm going on take, there? I, if, if people didn't know me, uh, they would take exception to what I'm about to say, I think. But I'm going to say that the 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 manner in which she interpreted these transgressions were overdone. Oh. Uh, that, that You know me, I'm usually the first to say that the woman is being abused. But that she already was so terrified at guys coming at her in any way and being hurting her, the dad leaving, the stepdad leaving, all these losses, that these things look much bigger now and are actually not as big as the real fact of the emotional connection she had with her dad and her stepdad, which ultimately met with abandonment. Hmm, not fascinating. Uh, could uh, that be true, Michelle? Um, yeah, I guess so. You, uh, are you making a little more out of it than it was? Uh, was the kid just, like, uh, playing footsie and uh, oh, slipped, no. or was he screwing around? No, I mean, these, guys, these guys were not... No, they, let's not make light of what they did. I mean, it was it was bad, okay? But the fact that these are these are the prominent memories that she has rather than the feelings what i mean you must have some pretty unpleasant feelings about your relationships yeah <laughs> with your with your with your dad and stepdad i mean not so much well, that they that they were bad relationships but the, the what they old how they ended must be very painful oh yeah when well when my mom was my stepdad i mean he was like my best friend we got along so good and she basically one day she just said that we were going to leave and like two days later we're in Texas. See, I think I think these the Colorado. memories are displacements a little bit of something something else. All right. Well, e- either way, you were torn away from um, important men 
in uh, in in, in and, developmental parts of your yeah. life, and uh, that's what this is. Yeah, and now you're afraid that the next guy you attach to is going to leave, and, and of course, right. Simple uh, psychological math, and and the really horrible thing is, you're probably going to find some guy that will. Yeah, and, and let's face it, all those relationships that they have need to are, are bound to eventually end. I mean, she's going to go through something like, I dare say, like what you went through. When I'm sorry, but uh, where you get attached to somebody and then it's idealized and then it ends, like all those relationships do at that age, and it's traumatizing, overwhelming. Right. Uh, you talking about with me, my first girlfriend? Yep. I only idealized it after we broke up. That's right. That's I never right. did while I was in the relationship. You probably treated her like hell during... Uh, I prefer crap. Uh, hell. Please, Drew. Debbie, 34. Hi. The important thing is I can look back on the whole experience now and cry. Uh, sorry, Debbie. Go ahead. Okay. Hi. Um, I wanted to let you know, too. One thing is I like Mountain Dew. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. I'm, I'm putting together a little profile here. <laughs> say the uh, say the uh, word that starts with a V that would uh, pertain to a woman's uh, genitalia for a second, would you? Vagina. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Just, uh, just checking. Okay. And uh, how much education do you have, Debbie? Oh, um, I graduated high school and I went to through a couple years of college, but I never finished. Mm -hmm. Junior college? A community college. All right. That's uh, that's junior college. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, then what? Well, what kind of job do you currently hold down? Right now, I stay home and take care of my children. Uh-huh. What were you doing before that? Um, I was in uh, geriatric health care. Uh-oh. Sounds like I may have taken some training. Uh, just uh, mopping up bedpans and whatnot? Well, no, I was actually, the, the two years I went to college were for the RN. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't quite two years. That's why I didn't make it. I see. My little boy got sick, so I had to stop. Okay. But uh, the reason I was calling is about my little girl. Is your boy okay? Uh, this house is a mess at sometimes, it seems like. But... Uh, is your boy okay? He's disabled. What happened to him? Oh, he was born with lots of orthopedic problems. He no. has some heart problems. He has emotional problems. He has a lot of problems. How old is he now? Ten. All right. And your my girl, how many, how many children do you have? Two. Okay, and your daughter's got some stuff going on, too. Yeah, last uh, summer, she was uh, molested. And uh, we prosecuted the guy and everything. He's in jail and all that, but... She won't talk about it, and I'm worried for her. You know that's I mean, normal yeah. for a 12-year-old. It really is. They, they want to believe everything is okay. They want to push it aside. They'd rather not deal with it. They don't have a lot of the sort of internal strength to deal with some of the feelings that might be attached to this. Yeah, she gets like this cold... Detached. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look on her face. Yeah, yeah. When you want to try to talk about it, and yeah. you know... I listen to you guys a lot, and I hear a lot of these kids talking yeah. about being molested when they were kids. Yeah. You know, now they're older, and they have all the problems. Well, uh, at 12 uh, is, is right at the border. Uh, I mean, she's not a child, well, at least. 13 now. And you, you should really get her into some kind of... I mean, there's, I don't know if, if resources mm -hmm. are an issue to you, but there's all kinds of usually community-available rape resources and whatnot. Yeah, well, I started her into some therapy, but Good. she's just not 
opening up at all about it. Well, then talk to the therapist, though, about it. Make sure it's a good, you know, well-trained professional. Mm -hmm. Talk to the therapist. Don't push on your daughter too hard, okay? I'm afraid, you know, I don't know if I should push. Don't push. Don't push. Talk talk to the therapist and ask them, that person, how to handle this and what you should be doing. Um, Don't intrude. I think that's probably the best advice. Give her her plenty of open-ended opportunity to to let stuff out, Uh, but don't don't intrude. Just don't push it. I mean, because she's been intruded on in the worst possible way. Any further intrusions are going to create that detached quality that you that you mm-hmm. that you felt. I think she feels guilty. Uh, yeah. Feel then then keep telling her that. Then keep telling her how you feel. But it's your feelings, not hers. You're talking about well, the whole house is. Just and uh, and young people do tend to take responsibility for these things, and it has nothing to do with her. She was a victim of a violent crime. Just make that clear to her, yeah, and that you understand that, and that you are available. My husband and I, we. We, he works a lot, and we're trying to, but it's like it's messed up the whole house. Debbie, yes. God bless you for concerning yourself with this and being being appropriately worried about it and getting your daughter the, the care that she needs. you got your hands full with both kids. <laughs> Hell, just keep, keep, keep going. Keep working at it. And uh, one day you'll get on the other side of this, but uh, not right now. I hope now. so. Right. I uh, just don't want to hear her at 17 saying well, no, 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 She's no, no, likely no. to act no, out along the way. Those kids didn't have moms like you, Debbie. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put aside the whole Mountain Dew thing <laughs> for just one moment. I'm I'm going I'm going to get past that and I'm uh, we'll bury the uh we'll bury the six pack here. <laughs> and I will say this. Most of those 17-year-olds who called uh who call us on a nightly basis and are all left up are because uh, their parents denied what uh Uncle Lou did. Uh they said it didn't happen or 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 it did happen, but it's okay. They push it away. And here's the situation, Debbie. Uh, I, I I know it's uh, it's uh, just let it sink in. Uh, your daughter will be fine just by virtue of the fact that you're calling us this concerned, mm-hmm. and uh, she's going to have some tough times and maybe some nightmares and uh, and and. But the and point she, is, she is will act out. She, she will act, act out. out. Sure, act she out probably would have acted out anyway. But the problem, but the situation is, is Debbie is a concerned parent who will stay on top of this, and the daughter will be fine based on the fact that she has Debbie for a mom. Someday. All right. But see if we can get away from the Mountain Dew. And we'll be back. I don't think they're aware of how much they... Listeners are winning huge cash prizes every week at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy football means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want. Got an injured player? Not a problem at DraftKings where it's like a new season every single week, so you're never stuck with the same players. Pick your team in minutes, and you can be on your way to winning instant cash. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into four grand. That's right, $4,000. Another won 100 grand his first time ever playing, and another player won a million bucks just in one day. Just playing fantasy football, people. Hurry and get free entry into the $100,000 fantasy football contest this weekend, where first place takes home 10 grand. Head over to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code PODCAST to play for free. DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter PODCAST for free entry now at DraftKings.com. 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 Line. Damn, Mike. Hey, this is uh, Adam Kroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew and uh, Stephen Baldwin tomorrow night. Then uh, Tyra Banks, b- b- Banks, and uh, then I don't know who else. Uh, someone big. I'm Tom sure. Arnold's he coming Thursday? Oh yeah, Tom Arnold. We hope so. Yeah. We hope so. Don't worry about it, guys. 
Just worry about mom. <laughs> One day at a time, Adam. All right, Ann. I'm sorry. You're still worrying about today, Adam. I mean, Ann. Yeah, what's that about, Ann? What do you mean, don't worry about it? Nothing? I'm dealing with it. Oh, you're dealing with some Tom Arnold thing? Is, is that what's going on? Everything's fine. It must, okay. be, it must be about the publicist or she would be telling you. No, everything's fine. All right, so Tom Arnold yeah, Thursday. we're just waiting to confirm a date. Okay, fine. That's a all. date, not necessarily Thursday. Uh, okay. All right, uh, listen, let's not uh, turn this into a big bitch you fight here. Bring Laura Keitlinger on when she gets back from Bubba. Oh, I can't wait. All right. All right. Uh, Laura, 28. Hi. Um, I just had a couple questions for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I had a, an annual pap smear done last week, mm-hmm. and I got a call from the gynecologist mm-hmm. that I have dysplasia. Mm-hmm. I, um, I got kind of freaked out thinking I had cancer, and I called the American Cancer Society hotline, and they said, you know, um, it suggests the presence of cancer. They couldn't tell me... No, 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 no. It's before cancer. It's pre-cancer. I'm sorry? Pre-cancer. Pre-cancer. But it... But, uh, he would say carcinoma in situ or some kind of cancer if there was cancer. Uh, if it's dysplasia, it's the things you look for to pick up evidence of something you want to screen for before cancer should develop. So they're probably recommending a colposcopy for you. Yeah, I'm having it done. Tomorrow. Yeah, and that's if there is something there that is precancerous or actually cancerous, they'll find it then and take it out. And well, what, do, that. what do they do? What's it, the colposcopy? It's like a telescope, basically, that goes all the way. You look close up at the cervix, and you biopsy things and take things off that look suspicious. And uh, they're, they're, this, is, this is why you have the pap smears. So when these abnormalities come up, you take them off. Okay. So they don't become cancer. And what is what is the percentage of, of women who, who have this and it turns out to be cancer? It's like 85 and no, 88 you percent. You are ahead. You are not going to get cancer because they have caught this. Even okay. if there is some localized cancer, they will be able to remove it all. Okay. Okay. This, uh, this is why I believe that most there. women have cancer. Uh, cervical cancer is somewhere. cervical cancer is very common in young women. Is why you get the pap smear. Don't freak out when you have an abnormal pap smear. That is why you're getting it to okay. scrape off and remove all these abnormalities before they should evolve into a cancer. I have another question. Hold on a second. Um, is this uh, after Doctor Paps uh, Pap smear? What? Pap smear. What? Is the it name? after Doctor Paps or something? Pap Nicolau. Uh, Papa Nicolau. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there some sort of uh, procedure that could be named after me? I would like Roll. the idea of uh, years, you know, after I'm uh, dead and gone, uh, my name being associated with some sort of vaginal procedure. <laughs> How about, nah, I was thinking more like an anal procedure for you. Oh, okay. Uh, um, um, Coroloscopy. Cor- coroscopy or something, yeah. Something like that. Something for for, for my children. Uh, to, <laughs> I'll think of it. <laughs> to uh, change your name uh, because of... All right, but, Laura. Laura, do you have warts? Was that, was that discussed? The wart virus? Oh no! Did you were you aware that you had anything like that? Is that a possibility? No, no. Are you sexually active? Well, yeah, I'm married. Okay, so oh. there's a possibility that warts are involved. You're very common warts, and uh, uh, <laughs> well, I've been married um, five years, and all of my Pap smears before this have been normal. With no evidence, were they done by a gynecologist or by a yes. regular? Okay. Yes. Does your husband do a lot of traveling? Oh please! No. Don't, right. even bring uh, listen, Don't even. I had to ask. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So get the colposcopy and. Okay. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. They they will do a biopsy with this colposcopy, and I've had one done. I don't know if I just have a really 
low tolerance for pain. But You had a colposcopy done before? No, I haven't had the colposcopy done, but I've had a biopsy done before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was but but why did why did you have a biopsy if all your pap smears have been negative? Well, this was this was before I was married. Uh, you can check out whether or not the the, the papilloma virus is involved with. I've this. had well, I've had a lot of a lot of problems, um, you know, with with pregnancy. You're not a DES baby or anything like that, are you? No, oh, okay. no. But I've had I've had C sections where the first C section was horribly done, uh-huh. and they left placenta in me for oh my like goodness a year oh my gosh um uh, the second what does that do to you give you a lot of pain i bet yeah i was it was horrible pain and bleeding uh yeah Ugh. and um the second one i after my second child i i developed uh hemolytic anemia wow had transfusion oh my goodness so I've had a lot of problems Ugh. with pregnancies they've basically told me not to get pregnant anymore which I don't plan to yeah. because that that's just my history. Well, that but then there's a, there's a good there's a flip side of that that is good. That is, if indeed there is anything even questionably invasive when they do the colposcopy, I'll know it's not a great alternative. But hysterectomy will not ha- at least be such a devastating alternative as it could be if you hadn't had children already. I got to tell you, uh, ladies, I don't want to make you uh, hate men more than you already may, but um, thirty two years, uh, same penis, uh, same scrotum, uh, no problems. Same prostate. Same prostate, uh, same penis, uh, same scrotum. You uh, will pay no your dues. difficulties. You will pay your. You will. You will serve your time. Uh, in, in about a decade, it will start. I'm sorry, it will. In Especially dec- all that masturbating. For God's sake, it's gonna. It's gonna be a mess. I thought that was. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's hygiene, and then there's compulsion. I, I tell you, Drew, uh, we could be talking about. Uh, 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 literary greats, and you would work my masturbation in, in in some way or form. I would. It's the first time I've ever brought it up, by the way. Oh, please. Please. That's hard for me to do. <laughs> Seriously, it's uncomfortable to bring that stuff up. All right, but you felt you had to. Yeah. God bless you for overcoming your fear and bringing up my masturbatory habits, Drew. You're, um, you're more man than I. Kate, 28. Hey, Adam. Hey. I was just calling about your uh, Mountain Dew comment. Yes, nectar of the tards, I like to call it. <laughs> well, I'm a veterinarian, so I think I'm fairly intelligent. Oh, kicked out of med school, were you? Nope. Wouldn't let you handle the people, would they? <laughs> Actually, some friends of mine that didn't make it into vet school. Went, went to med school. school. Yeah, veterinary school is very difficult to get into. Sure, it's all those different uh, animals. Yeah, and People are all the same. The big thing is there's a lot fewer vet schools, so... Right. You know, more people per spot. I remember friends in college trying to get in. It really, a lot of it depended on what state you were from. Yeah. If from California, a little easier. Massachusetts, a little easier. But everybody else was screwed. I wouldn't want to be a vet because vet is like, uh, well, we got your dog in here. Uh, he's got uh, some worms in his bowels. And uh, it's going to be $1,500 for the surgery. In which case, the guy goes, how much you put him to sleep? Uh, that's $11. Uh... Uh, go ahead and put Rusty down. Uh, because we'll uh, cost 11 to put him down and uh, another 10 bucks to get rid of him, and then we can get a pup for uh, 150 bucks, and uh, we'll save ourselves uh, a grand. Mm. I wouldn't like anything where they had the choice between putting the person down. Uh, could you imagine how much business you would lose as a doctor, Drew? I, I'm surprised you don't grab that as an opportunity of making your, your, your ideal society. Yes, I think we should put people down. <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very good point. All right, so Kate, you you drink Mountain Dew? 
and uh, Sunny D. Oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, you need a man badly. <laughs> the Midwest. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it? Do you uh, you really have it in for yourself, don't you, Kay? <laughs> you cannot possibly like the taste of either one of those beverages. What happened to you? Were you beaten? Nope. Do you have a deviated septum and some sort of problem in which you, taste, you cannot perceive taste? taste? <laughs> what is up with you? Nope. Really? Uh, no molestation. Uh, you're not um, um, uh, penetrated uh, with an orange juice container at some point <laughs> in your life. Uh-uh. No. Uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, local Coke distributor I never no. felt you are. All right, no. She's saying no. I, 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 I cannot believe this. No, I started drinking Mountain Dew in high school because it had the most caffeine. Right. I, I, I can understand drinking it for sort of medicinal uh, purposes. What I about mean, this one, Sunny Delight, though? Explain that. Yeah, explain the Sunny Delight. I like Sunny Delight. You you like it like a guy who likes heroin likes heroin? Do you no. need it or do you like it? It's okay. Would you rather have a glass of fresh-squeezed orange juice or some of that uh, god-awful Sunny Delight? This is the Midwest, not California. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, true. That's Good right. point. Oh. There you go. That's true. That's the closest uh, yeah. thing they get to I mean, l- l- Let me tell you, someone uh, someone pulls out a uh, jar of Tang, uh, where uh, Kate's from, and uh, there's it's a mob scene. Uh, <laughs> I like Sunny D better than Tang. All right. You, you don't have a man, though, do you? Nope. No. Okay. Oh, I was going to, I was told to tell you, um, I have whippets, and I was very impressed when you said something about... Drew's wife looking like a whippet, that you even knew what that breed was. Oh, I said your wife looked like a whippet? You said she, no, you were talking about wanting a uh, St. Bernard one day. Oh, yeah, the, the, you, you, you don't like women that are high maintenance. No, and let me tell you about what whippets do. Uh, whippets uh, <laughs> smack you in the nuts. This is the dog. Tail? No, uh, whippets jump, they're very hyper dogs. Yeah. I mean, oh. they, they're little tiny greyhounds. Yeah, they're like miniature greyhounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not that small, though. I mean, they're they're smaller than a greyhound, but they're not that small. Right. right. Yeah. And what they and they have claws. Oh. And they're they're very rambunctious. And they get up. I have a friend, uh, Chris, who has a whippet. And every time I go into the guy's front door, the thing socks me in the nuts. <laughs> a- am I he right, just Kate? Find it for you. Maybe that's why she doesn't have a man. <laughs> no, actually, mine are sleeping right now, being very quiet. Maybe really? Done that to anybody? All right. All right. <laughs> He's just trained his dog to get you. Don't uh, don't get so wrapped up in the animal kingdom that you don't find yourself a good uh, piece of piece of piece of man every once in a while, Kate. Well, I haven't been out of school that long, and it's rather difficult to have a relationship. All right, I'm just saying. Uh, so hard for women that that you know what, uh, professional women have have got a tough road. Yes, she's uh, she's so distraught about her uh, lack of sexual activity that she drowns her sorrows in Mountain Dew and Sunny Delight every evening. And I'll tell you, I, 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 I'll bet you that uh, floating next to that uh, ice cube in the sunny delight is a little slick of Kate's tears. <coughs> All right. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Hi. Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew here. And uh, if uh, Mountain Dew is uh, nectar of the tards, then uh, sunny delight is uh, elixir of the damned. Mm. Yes, that's what I will. Uh, that's what yep, I'll tell yep, that. And then don't get me started on took that. Took you a uh, four-minute break to come up with that. Huh? That uh, fruitopia. Oh. oh, 
Uh, they should uh, should be uh, they should be sued for using the word fruit in uh, fruitopia. All right. Um, huh? Oh, Kiana. Yes. You're 13. You've been on hold for a hundred and twenty-two minutes and twenty-nine seconds. Oh my God. That's almost an hour. Oh. Almost two hours. Well, this question is really for anyone that really wants to answer it. Uh, isn't that over two hours? It is sir? over two hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Genius. I was half asleep. That's when you come in. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, um, I went to this party a couple of uh, uh, Ken, I'm sorry, but Carrot Top is on the hotline. <laughs> uh, we got to go. Okay. Ow! All right. Hey, Carrot. Uh, uh, <laughs> I call him Top, you know, because we're tight. All right, Keanu, what's going on? Okay. I went to this party a couple of days ago, and I met these two guys. They were very cute. And I started talking to one of them, and, like, he was, like, very nice and everything. But then I found out that I was, like, attracted to the other one. Mm-hmm. And, well, the other one had, like, a girlfriend. And he Did you know like, that at the time? <laughs> Did you know that at the time? Um, no. He, uh, when I asked him about it, he said, yeah, I kind of sort of do. And I was like, okay. But that only made me want him more. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, wondering, was, like, that kind of normal for me, like, to want him more because of him having a girlfriend? It is pretty, so it is natural. When I was in junior high, I used to say I was married, just to see if I could drum up any action. <laughs> yeah, there like, is something about that, that women uh, are, are attracted to that sort of thing. I don't know why. Okay, but then um, they were telling me that, you know, you know, he's no good, you know, he's like a dog. Here's, uh, hold on a second, I was just trying to think of the difference between young men and uh, young women. Young, uh, here's the difference, right, in a nutshell. Uh, young women are more attracted uh, to a guy who has a girlfriend or a wife and um, young men are more attracted to a woman who's passed out because she's had too much beer <laughs> but like the funny part about it was is that um, right away I didn't like the girl <laughs> because she had the boy I wanted <laughs> right she was a bitch right <laughs> well, I didn't call her that but yeah kind of yeah that's how I was thinking I think these are all natural instinctive at least given our western culture such as it is uh, that that uh, these are natural sorts of impulses that women seem to like, come up with. Like, I mean, men have their own set of impulses that are irrational, and women have theirs. Yeah, like the people who go to school with him, they were like, uh, "Nah, he's such a dog. He's like a player and stuff." All right, so know? but learn learn to uh, be more rational with these instincts and and contain them a little bit, and not and know that they are not. Uh, they're misleading, and uh, be careful. And well, she is containing them. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still preoccupied with this guy. I mean, that yeah, you're. I mean, because I uh, right now I just have this like totally big crush on him. I mean, yeah, I just but called the guy today. I called yeah. like another guy today and told him to get his number. Well, understand that uh, you are probably getting yourself in trouble on multiple levels. One is he has somebody else. Two is everybody's telling you what well, a jerk like, he is. Well, like he's like uh, sort of like every time someone asks him about her, she's he's like sort of kind of like he's like. Yeah, that's because he's a jerk because he doesn't want anybody to think he has a girlfriend. And let me tell you something: if you were uh, able to win this guy way, uh, the guy, the player who has a yeah. girlfriend. Guess what he'd say about Kiana, the girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, in about a week. Yeah, I kind of have a girlfriend. Maybe. Well, really not. We're just going out. Oh, okay. Right. He would be screwing around on you. Yeah, because that, that was probably going to be my second question, which is should I go for it? Go for it. Dating him. Or well, it, 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 but but listen, Kiana, it is a catch-22, as they say, which means uh, it's a lose-lose. Uh, because if you go after him, 
And he says, uh, what are you talking about? I have a girlfriend. I'm very faithful to her. I cannot uh, carry on with you. Then you lose. And if you go after him and he says, you know, I have a girlfriend, but I'm willing to dump her for you, <laughs> then you lose, too. It's just you'll lose in a couple of weeks when he starts yeah. dating your friend. Okay. I find a nice guy who's unattached. Okay. There are plenty of them out there. I just want to tell you guys that, you know, you guys really rock. You guys roll because, you know what, I can't go to sleep without listening to you guys at all. Well, thank you. It's like every night, you have to listen to Adam and Drew. have to go to sleep. Who do you like better, me or Drew? Um, really, to tell you the truth, I like you better, Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so if you had she's, to... She's in that stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. <laughs> Uh, you'll grow out of it. Uh, if you had to, uh, if you could spend uh, a night alone, uh -huh. not necessarily a night of uh, passion, uh -huh. uh, with one or the other of us, who who would it be? It would probably most likely be you, Adam. Right. Like, you're like the funniest guy. I mean, I like guys who are like real funny and humorous and stuff. I like to have a good time, have a good personality. Right. That's me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just want to get that straight. All right. Thank you, Kiana. Bye. Take care. Good night. All right. Oh, God bless her. On hold for 122 minutes to ask if she should go out with the guy who has a boy, uh, girlfriend. And then and then uh, bestow accolades upon you after that. Right. Oh, that's what did Ann say? I didn't hear it. Uh, Ann uh, pointed out that I was uh, 20 when Kiana was born. <laughs> I should have gotten to her. I should have uh, snatched her away from her parents, uh, her mother's arms early on so I could raise her. So. I'm, go I'm going to speak at a... At a, a Commencement, and I was—I could have been nineteen, and please, let's be fair. And I, I realized that when I graduated from high school, it was two years before these kids were born that I'm going to be speaking to. Really? Is that just amazing? Oh, oh! They should—they they should put on a uh, big screen behind you your your uh, senior portrait. Huh. <laughs> they just start laughing and throwing beer cans. And I, again, Drew, when you address the class, uh, don't do that whole uh, life is uh, a long and dark road riddled with potholes and, uh, and, and curves and dead ends. Uh, just tell them, look, have a good time. Enjoy. Uh, try not to get too loaded in college. And um, don't turn gay and actually, embarrass your folks. One of the things I wanted to do. That's nice, Adam. Uh, and then whoever actually is gay in that population can go out and uh, kill themselves. And uh, what I was going to say was something that you've often said, though, and, and that Clive Barker sort of galvanizes for me when he was saying that people need to speak up about what they believe, about what is good and what is not good. That uh, Monet is good and, uh, and uh, felt painting, poker, you know, yeah. felt paintings are bad. Right. <laughs> I like when Drew uh, yanks a uh, old reference out and then shoves it in in a bizarre context <laughs> so that 13-year-old uh, Kiana can stay up all night. All right. Angie, 21. Hey. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. I just wanted to tell you that I love your show. I listen to you guys every night. Thank you. <laughs> you love Adam too, huh? Yeah. Who I would do. you rather uh, um, actually, be trapped in a porno stall with, uh, me or Drew? <laughs> no, actually what it would be is if I had to marry one of you, I'd marry Dr. Drew, but I would date Adam. Oh, really? Behind Drew's back or? <laughs> no. I see. That's just the, I don't know, that's me. Oh, yes. We'd have kicks, baby. <laughs> I'd give you the best uh, two weeks of your life. Sure. What's up, Angie? Okay, um, this sounds like a totally egotistical problem, but I'm serious. Every time I meet a guy and, like, people either try to set us up, like, on a date or something, they become, like, 
in love with me or something, and I just cannot tell them, like, look, I just want to be friends. These guys just like, I've got a guy on his way over right now. He's driving an hour and a half to come see me. Really? Yes. What time is it where you are? Um, about 2.30 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> sheesh. Uh, let me tell you what this guy's thinking. He, let me tell you his mantras. He drives 150 miles, uh, or an hour and a half. Uh, uh, rape, rape, r- rape, <laughs> well, no, cause rape. I mean, we've, we've been in school together before. He's a guy I know. I mean, we've hung out quite a few times. Uh-huh. And there's been times, like, when nothing has happened, and he's... Uh-huh. Now, why don't you learn to assert yourself with these guys? I mean, if, if are, are you, let's let's put it this way: Are you meeting the kinds of guys that you want to have a relationship with? Are you able to? This is the kind of guy that my mother would love for me to marry. No, I well, mean, he's yeah. like a college graduate, real smart, like soon to be making like a ton of money. But right, but you don't like your mom. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the kind of guy I like is like your typical loud mouth. Right. Let's uh, uh, and grand like right guy type. Shows up loaded at your aunt's funeral and is, uh, you know, uh, passing wind wow. uh, during the ceremony. You're going to have to go through a few of those guys before you realize what that's all about, I guess. I don't know why you need to do that to yourself, but uh, you got to go do it. Are you exceptionally attractive, Angie? I'm Evidently. not sure. Yeah, you are. You're good looking otherwise. Are, are you real chesty? No. No, so you're really good looking. <laughs> and that's why you're getting all this attention. I just, I mean... I've had two exes that, like, totally threatened me when I broke up with them. There's, like, another guy who... And that wasn't enough of those loudmouth guys? No, they were jerks. Well, guess what? What? You gotta gotta learn from these previous relationships. You really do. Let me tell you something, Angie. You keep choosing the same kind of guy, the same kind of things. You're gonna go out with jerk after jerk after jerk, and then eventually uh, you'll settle in uh, with uh, the guy who's coming over tonight. Uh, but he'll he'll want nothing to do with you because uh, you'll have lost your beauty by that. Sure. So uh, why don't you give in to him tonight? Oh, no way! <laughs> what the guy's driving? Uh, the guy's driving an hour and a half. At least be open to the possibility of a relationship with him. How about that? All right. Uh, let me. I've I pulled the uh, sexual uh, um, distance chart down. Uh, half hour is uh, tongue kissing. Um, hour. Is uh, is hand down the pants, and uh, anything after an hour and a half is uh, sodomy, Drew. I don't know. Can you see the chart here? I, I yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, more Adam, more Drew after this. I began to float. What's up, you mutts? It's Kevin Clancy, better known as KFC from BarstoolSports.com, the most popular guy website online. Now we're doing the Barstool Network, which is everything that's great about Barstool, brought to you in podcast form. We've got two podcasts. Mail Time is for the average working guy in the cubicle looking to escape his day with relatable stories of 9 to 5 life. KFC Radio is like every drunken guy's conversation with his friends, but with me and your favorite other Barstool personalities. Download it now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Then short notice. <laughs> I ran into Darren, you know, at, at the uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's uh concert uh, like a month ago and Darren said uh, and, and John actually from Goldfinger and Darren said you know I've been doing a lot of thinking <laughs> which that's is amazing uh, that's a, a and, uh, please, Darren. Uh, listen. and Darren said I've been doing a lot of thinking and I think what you need is like the 
third opinion guy on oh. the show. And maybe I could just come in and uh, hang out, and I would be, you know, I would uh, settle disputes, and I would be like the third uh, opinion. I said, uh, I'll bounce that off of, uh, of, of uh, no one and uh, get back to you. So anyway, uh, although I do sort of miss um, the boys from um, Goldfinger. So uh, wherever the hell they are. Actually, Darren's probably listening now. So uh, we, we, should, uh, we should get them back on and see them soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, Ann, uh, what about John Popper? Uh, isn't the uh, what about the um, Horde tour? Isn't that uh, coming up soon? That's and isn't he going to be around soon? Is he going to be around promoting that or anything? Probably around July. Ah. All right. Yeah, we'll do that maybe. All right. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let's and, wrap it up, dude. Uh, yeah. Let's go. This concludes another podcastone.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.